Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Once again, Vegas never lies. 27 and a half point line for the Gophers yesterday at Ohio State, and they lose 37 to 3. I saw the line midweek, Pete. Yeah, excuse me, midday yesterday, and I tweeted 27 and a half points? Really? I'm like, man, I would put all my money. I, I, there's no way they'll lose by 27 and a half. Eh, wrong. Once again, I'm wrong. Vegas is right, Pete. That was a that was just a laugher yesterday. I, although it really wasn't a laugher, it was a crier. It was. If you're a Gopher fan, it sure sure was yeah. a crier. Uh, you know, they we held in there early. We 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 hung around for a little bit, but. You know, the problem is their defense really did step up. The, the Gopher offense got absolutely nothing. How many – what did we have, guys? 150, 160 yards maybe total? Total, yesterday? yeah. Yeah, it was – yes, total yards was – I'm looking really quick here. I, I don't – it wasn't a lot. Let's it's put it that way. 160, I think. 159 yeah, to be exact. 159, but, there it is, yep. So you've got that. Uh, they don't have turnovers. We we manage a couple of turnovers. And, and they had a quarterback who – he doesn't look great. I don't think that, that he's looked great all year, but he's good enough, especially when you've got the running game that they've got. So mm-hmm. those big guys up front, they they make it happen. You know, they've obviously got some of the best receivers maybe ever put on the planet. You know, they do every year. Ohio State, that is one thing they've never been short on, is their tight ends. They got another great one right now, and those wide receivers. And mm-hmm. Harrison is just special. But he didn't even stand out yesterday. <laughs> you know, they didn't need yeah. him to stand out. They still put 37 points up on the board. Unbelievable. I think I think Pete is calling for uh, the Gophers to hire Brian Hartline, the wide receiver coach. You know, <laughs> is that, You're going to start with that already, huh? <laughs> wow. I'll, I'll say this about the game yesterday, and I, and I did not watch the whole thing because I'm like, I'm done. And I'll tell you the exact moment I turned it off. And, Charlie, I know that, you, that you're going to love this too. Oh, yeah. It's 37 to nothing in the fourth quarter. It's fourth and 12, and you go for a field goal. What does three points get you unless uh, unless he had money on the game, which he didn't. Uh, you can't do that. Why are you going for a field goal? And and I know, I think at that point they had maybe, what, two, four, six, seven first downs at that point in the entire game. But what do you have to lose? Well, I, I missed the postgame show. Did he just admit that it's because he didn't want to get shut out? Because that's what it is. That's what it they, is. They don't, they, he didn't want to get shut out. He didn't want to get embarrassed. But that's how right. the game that, – that's so, the thing. He came into the game without a plan to win. They went into that game with a plan just, to try to not get embarrassed, 
which in it of itself is even more embarrassing than more does, what could happen. Does three points make this <laughs> less embarrassing? Are you kidding me? I, I understand what you're saying, and I understand what, what PJ says. He, they didn't want to be embarrassed. But three, 37 to 3 versus 37 to nothing does nothing for me. To, oh, well. They kicked a field goal. It's not that bad of a loss now. Garbage. No, I I don't buy it. That and that was the time where I where I turned it off. I'm like, okay, this is this is ridiculous. And and I'll say this, Pete. And this is going to hurt. And I get it. If if there's people surprised by this, like what rock have you been living under for, for this the last ten games? I, I mean, right. it's time to realize what this team is right now. They are a five and five team. They might, if they are good, get to six and five. Might, and I know that it's a big disappointment from where everybody thought the season was going to be. They've already lost six, by the way, Dave. What's that? I was going to say they're, they're five actually and six. Down five and six. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm <laughs> looking at five and six. That's all right. Um, that's funny because the game, the uh, the the game sheet says that they're now five and five. That was going into the game though. Um, <laughs> five and six. I lost. I, I, but they also could easily be four and seven, sure. and, and and then some. You know, I, I just. You can't be surprised. This is the team. This is, this is who they are, and this is where we're at. And now they're going to scramble to try to get a ball, if they can even get to one. Well, and, and you and I, all of us, Charlie, we all, we all know when the wheels started to come off a little bit because we get into the season, things look okay. I'm not saying they look great. We start off at Nebraska. I think we caught them at the right time. I think if we had a battle with them now, it probably would be a lot tighter game. And uh, I don't know. I'm not positive that we for sure win it or not. They're, they're, by the way, on their third quarterback of the season, Nebraska is. So they've had a lot of struggles as well. But So we go to Northwestern, and that's where it all starts, right? The yes. wheels come off. We give up 21 points in the fourth quarter. We go to overtime. We lose the game. We end up playing against Louisiana. We, we, get, we suddenly have a defense that cannot stop the run. Louisiana. These are the raging Cajuns. This isn't LSU. This is Louisiana. And There's a very big difference. Yes. <laughs> big difference. And, <laughs> and they ran for 170 yards on us. They were averaging almost seven yards a carry. Then we get crushed by Michigan. But we get that, that fortunate call, which is why I think you said we could be four and seven. We get that very fortunate call in the Iowa game. And, and I'm still, I know, Charlie, we've gone back and forth and you've got your thoughts. And I, I still don't like that call because to me, that never looked like a fair catch. But we'll forget about that. Then we, Michigan State, fine. We beat up on a terrible team that had an yep. unbelievable offseason. You go to Illinois, or we have the Illinois here. We go to a backup quarterback who starts to tear us apart and they end up losing to Illinois and then 600 you get 600 yards of, <laughs> of of offense against Purdue so you know this just doesn't sound right does it guys and I, then you got to go to the horseshoe yeah, and yeah. they run up and down the field on us I think they they, they ran for over 200 yards I mean they took a, a page from us Dave they they ran the ball the All quarterback didn't have to throw nope. they just ran the ball he still ends up throwing it to I think I can't remember how many. I think I think they might have had a ten separate receivers catch balls yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And Unreal. The, the regression has been pretty incredible. And of course, if you're looking for an excuse, and I'm not looking for an excuse for one because it's it comes down to depth. That you're not having depth. The linebackers they're throwing out there right now with uh, both Lindenberg and uh, Baranowski being yeah, out Baranowski of the game up. are, I yeah. believe, a walk on. Uh, true freshman was starting the game at linebacker yeah. for the Gophers yesterday. The, That's the, not going to do against Ohio State. The tackling yesterday was abhorrent. I, I, I mean, it just 
it got worse as the game went on. And and I listen, these kids are trying, and I get it, but it, this did not look like a team that was that even thought from the opening whistle that they had a chance. It, they just didn't. It didn't look like it. And uh, you know the the tackling was not great. Uh, the blocking was was not great. It, it just to me systematically in just about every phase of the game, except field goals, because because and Tar- Charlie, you texted me during the game, and I don't I don't disagree with you. Uh, that was a heck of a field goal, and that kid is probably an NFL. I mean, he could very well be an NFL kicker. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, it, it's every part of that game from the coaching to the play calling to the play to the execution on the field was lesser by a lot against Ohio State and and didn't even look like, to me, the team, uh, you say injuries, and I agree, but it did not even look like the team that we saw at the beginning of the season, not even close. Mm -hmm. You you reminded me of the old Tampa coach when they said, what did you think of the execution of your team? He said, I'd agree with it. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of the way we felt yesterday, right? Uh, Across everywhere, guys, I mean, we, we averaged a little over, well, a little under two and a half yards per carry yesterday running the football we tried to run 30 times Kelly McManus started off okay but then it just sort of faded from there and it's it it, now we've got a Wisconsin team guys that's going to be pretty interesting for us because they're going to be fighting we're going to be fighting they're they're I think already bowl eligible are they six and five they they got their bowl eligibility last night against Nebraska which is embarrassing for them too that they have to get this deep in the season to finally get that that opportunity to go to a bowl game but the one thing they still can do there at Wisconsin, they still can run the football. And they've got a, a quarterback who's not a great passer. He's okay at best, but not even barely at the okay level. But that team can't score points either. So if if, if this game, it might end up being a little bit of an Iowa sort of bore fest for us guys because they're averaging 13 points a game. Yeah. And they are not able to score very many points they're they're interesting to watch a little bit because Braylon Allen I think is a really top end running back but he hasn't had a great year either so uh this Wisconsin game could get pretty interesting and I I know I'll be there I think you'll be there Charlie Dave are you gonna show (laughs) Uh, if you got a ticket for me I might come down it sounds like it'd be a fun one can we pregame first I'm there I'm there always I've already got a few going to so That's called drowning your sorrows. It's not. It's not pregame. It's drowning your sorrows. Uh, so here's a question, and we'll put it to our listeners today on the Cities on Plumbing Talk and Text Line six five one four six one nine two two six. I want you to be very truthful with yourself, not as a fan, not as an, but truthful with yourself as a as a Gopher football uh, backer. If you are and you're listening, you're, you you may very well be a Gopher football fan. Do you want them to go to a bowl game at this point? I I, I understand the positives of it. I understand what it does for the school. But at this point in the season with what has happened, do you really think that a bowl game is anything special? I, I mean, for me, I'd say, and I, I this is understanding what it all is, I, I don't even want it. You know, and, and I'm not necessarily a fan, but, you know, the bowls are, we've talked about this, it's such a watered-down system now that you can get in a bowl game, you know, being 500 or, or even that some years with just five wins get you into a bowl game. I don't think they that they should even play in a bowl game. I mean, the way that this season has gone, let's just start for next year. I, I don't even think that they need a bowl. I don't even think there should be a bowl game. I don't think they, they, they deserve to go to a bowl game. That's my take. What do you guys think? Now, you're throwing that out to, for folks to, to, to come back to us on that, Yes, right? please. I, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, as a player, you always want to get to a bowl game. It just is what it is. But uh, I would say that I agree with you, Dave, because it is so watered down from my era, which is the late 1980s. So I'm a fossil. But uh, <laughs> it's just a, it's amazing how many bowls there are, right? That And they start yep. almost immediately and they just yep. go through the month of December. You get into January and it's, it's absolutely crazy how many bowls there are. And basically just a winning record almost guarantees that you're there, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those things that I, I don't know. It doesn't feel the same way that it once did, but I do think that the players themselves, they put in a lot of work. They get that, that they, I give them all the credit in the world for that, and they, and they would love to at least have one last shot. But yeah. I totally understand what you're saying, Dave. It's uh, with the watered down side of things right now when it comes to bowl games, it is not the same. So I, I, I don't know how I'd put myself in the shoes of the players now, but I, I, I think I'd still want to go. I'm just not no, not so positive we deserve it. Yeah, I mean, of course it's watered down. Of course it's meaningless. Of course it's stupid. Of course I want them to go to a bowl game. Yes, <laughs> I do want them to go to a bowl game. But what is the downside? Uh, and there are upsides, too, outside of just the bowl games. That extra practice for some of the freshmen that have come in, you want that extra work before next season begins. Get as much work in, get as much, you know, practice as much uh, as you can do going forward that's already kind of starting next season is when you're doing those those practices pre-bowl game but what's the downside to to going to play in a bowl game it's an extra game i like to watch the gophers play football i i understand that you know there's oh we don't deserve it oh whatever who cares i i we could have zero wins on the season i'd still want us to go to a bowl game it's another game i can watch the gophers i cannot (laughs) wait to watch the Cure Bowl game, whatever it's called. The eight, no, that's not. We're not in the Motor one. City Bowl against Central Motors, Michigan. Yeah, I, I, yeah, come on. On a Tuesday evening at nine p.m., I cannot wait to see what happens when the Gophers face off against whoever. I how understand the, what you're saying. <laughs> hey, Dave, how about the Myrtle Beach Bowl? Or the, oh, I was or just the, looking at the Bahamas Bowl, December sixteenth, Nassau oh, Bahamas. I, I was lucky. I did that game one year for ESPN. I was the color oh, guy for that. That was. I that bet was you a, were. That was a treat. But how about how about Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bull? I mean, honestly, guys, yeah. have you ever had Scooter's Coffee? It's awesome. I love it. I love. I it. love There's, Scooter's Coffee. I got one uh, right around the corner from me here, out here in Stillwater. It's not too far away. <laughs> Close circuit to our our buddy Brad. Uh, if they go to the Nassau Bahamas Bowl, which they can't because it's Conference USA versus MAC, could we bring our show live? I mean, could they? If Gosh, some sort of crazy technicality gets the Gophers into the Nassau Bahamas Bowl. Like, let's go. Let's do it up. Go for pregame, go for postgame, all of it. All right, we'll take a quick break. Do you think that the Gophers, uh, how do you feel about a Gopher Bowl game this year? Do you want it? Do you not? We'll take your calls and texts throughout the show on the Cities One Plumbing. Talk and text line 651-461-9226. Coming up next, we have everything in place at Minnesota, says Mark Coyle. I'm, I'm sorry, what? We'll talk about that coming up next. You're listening to 830-WCCO. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. <laughs> I figured out which bowl game I want the Gophers to go to, and they, they can't because it doesn't have a tie-in, but I don't care. Thursday, December 28th at 5.45 p.m. Eastern time, it's the Pop-Tarts Bowl in Orlando, Florida. The Pop-Tarts Bowl. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. We got, we got your uh, – so we're asking the audience here on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text. I'm asking all of you whether you think the Gophers should even go to a bowl game. Do you even want a bowl game? I'm actually kind of surprised at some of these results because, Charlie, you made a great point. Like, it's extra football. Why not? Uh, but we've got some some great answers coming into the City's Own Plumbing Talk and Text Line right now. Keep them coming, 651-461-9226. A bowl game in this era, when you are 6-6, six and six, is along the lines of everybody getting a trophy these days to make everybody feel better. <laughs> I don't think anybody's feeling better for going to a 6-6 six and six bowl game. <laughs> I, I don't, but you I don't get think, more football, Charlie. Yeah, you do get more football, and I like that. But I don't think that you're you're saving anybody's feelings by having okay. them, you know, go to the Beefo Brady Bowl, all right? The Beefo or the Pop Tarts Bowl. No bowl, please. Can't take even one more game seeing PJ on the sidelines. Okay. Uh, they certainly don't deserve a bowl game, says Mary from New Ulm. I'd like to see the Gophers in a bowl game. It would help in recruiting. You know, there's always that. Uh, no bowl game, please. If they should go to the bowl game and win, it's a bowl. Yeah, uh, they will be talking about giving Fleck a contract extension. <laughs> he does not deserve <laughs> they, one. They, they wouldn't. They wouldn't and no, they wouldn't. And my favorite one here, they could. yes, I want the Gophers <laughs> to go to a bowl game, but only if it's against New Mexico State and our mm-hmm. good friend Jerry Kill. The fighting Jerry's. The fighting Jerry Kill. They're 9-3, um, guys. That's a pretty good team, actually. <laughs> and they just, what do you mean a pretty good? They beat Auburn. They, they just beat, beat Auburn. Allen Auburn. Absolutely. 10. And what did they oh, get, like $1.8 million to play the game? Yep. Yep, they got paid. They got um, seven straight wins. I mean, Jerry's really got these guys rolling. And remember last year, he had to peti- a petition a game just to be able to get right. to a bowl last yes. year, I remember. So, the, yeah, it's interesting for sure. After the game yesterday, uh, Mark Coyle was conceived, was asked, as as the news reporters like to do, because you you got to look ahead, right? you gotta, you got to start getting that, that news wheel churning. Uh, how, what he thinks about P.J. Flex, uh, you know, long-term, how, is he safe, yada, yada. You know the questions. Mark Coyle says, quote, everything is in place at Minnesota. That is the, that is the word that he used. <laughs> to which I asked, in place for what? What are, what are we in place for? Listen, I, I, I don't blame him for being positive. He, he has to sell the program, has to sell the university. But I think there comes a point where you need to call a spade a spade. Everything is not right. Okay, They lost to Northwestern this year. They lost to Purdue. They lost to Illinois so far. Calling everything right, I think, is truly an insult to people who know football and are fans of this team. Now, he was transparent. He walked it back a little bit. He said, I know the fans are disappointed in the results this year, but other programs are still chasing him, P.J. Fleck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coyle said in a radio show, this is from the Star Tribune, when you look at these openings, his name pops up almost every time. We have to continue to be creative and do everything we can to keep him here. Uh, Pete, help me out. Since <laughs> when is interest from another program a reason to keep a coach? Because you yeah. know who else had interest when they were here? Tim Brewster. <laughs> Tim Brewster almost went yeah. to Tennessee when he was here. Yeah. It's not that does. I'm not saying high, fire PJ Fuck. I'm not saying that. But I just hate that reasoning of well, other people want him, so we shouldn't let him go. 
Yeah, that's that's a strange answer to the whole thing, to be honest with you, or, or, or even just as a statement. But, you know, it's interesting because when you look, okay, Texas A&M, they're seven and four. Now the Gophers are what five and six right now, and we're hoping yeah. to get to six and six with a victory over Wisconsin and the in the rivalry for the axe and everything else that goes along with it. Um, I don't know. I I, I look at Texas A and M and look at their record. Now it's not been great, but they're firing a coach and giving him seventy six million to get out of the building. Yeah, and wow. they're seven and four. So you know it's they they were six and one this year at home. They. They're not terrible, but by SEC, you know, when you're looking at Alabama, you're looking at Ole Miss, you're looking at Georgia and Missouri and what all these other teams are doing, uh, and you're beneath all of those teams, you want to get somewhere fast, right? You need to get somewhere, and they decided to exit. Well, I don't know, and I'm not saying there needs to be an exit, but I'm not happy about what's been going on with Gopher basketball the last couple of years. I'm not very happy about what's happening with – some of the games that we have lost over the last couple of years, football wise, and you guys know it, we've talked about it a million mm-hmm. times. How many times have we looked at it and said, you know, there was a playback, you know, in, in this game where we went for it on fourth down when it really didn't make sense, or we kicked a field goal when it didn't really make sense? I don't know. There's a lot of questions to be answered still. And I, I don't know that we've got those questions answered, right? I mean, we're, yeah. we're paying PJ what? Is it six million a year, and and we've got it's Ben Johnson at two million a year, and these yep. guys are the these are the revenue sports. You've got to have some success in those revenue sports to get that money back at to the University of Minnesota. And I'm not so positive that we're in a position right now where if I was the AD, I'd be very comfortable. I wouldn't be comfortable. Well, bottom line is he can't say what he really wants to say, which is if we get rid of him, they owe him sixty five percent of what uh, they still uh, what. Uh, of what they owe on his contract. I mean, it's it's yeah. a lot of money they'd still owe him to buy him out. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the obvious thing here, which is that they're much better off if he chooses to leave than if they try – if Minnesota tries to fire him, which mm-hmm. – I, I, and again, I'm not calling for that. I, I, I don't – once again, and although, Charlie, you made a point earlier, the, the, the bigger point to me, the bigger reason to keep someone is that you don't know if someone's out there who will do better – but Charlie said earlier we were chatting, and I forget, we, maybe we were off air still, that this is a year where there are some interesting coaching candidates that are going to be hitting yeah. the open market. For yeah, sure. I think there's a lot of guys. you got, you know, your Kansas guys, Leopold and, and Kleeman, maybe looking to change some things up, both Upper Midwest guys, Oregon State, Washington State with what's happened in the Pac-12. There's, there's just a lot of calamity right now in college football in general that coaches may be looking to, to move around a little bit. And I'm not saying that P.J. Fleck should be fired. In fact, I'll say this about P.J. Fleck. I respect his honesty. At least he tells it like it is, right? He said, we need the NIL money to get the kids we want. I don't like it. I don't like that that's the way the NIL is. I don't like the way that that's uh, the NCAA football is now. But he's not lying. It's 100% the truth. You can get guys with NIL money. At least P.J. is honest about what's happening. You can get guys with NIL money, and you can lose guys because of NIL yes. money. And that and that's where Minnesota finds themselves right now, and I know we're pushing up against it, but I think the reality is that they need to change something about game day coaching, personally. I think they do a great job with recruiting the players. They're quality people. They do great academically. They do great on the, on the field at times, some of them. But I think we still got to be – the reality is we've done a, a, a really poor job on game day coaching, in my opinion. 
not the preparation, the actual play calling Mm -hmm. on game day. That's been an issue. We've got to take care of that, but you've got to have that NIL money as well if you want to compete. That's why Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and those types of teams are always on top. And they don't lose 37-3 to in a big giant matchup <laughs> exactly. on, on big time day. So, all right, we'll take a quick break. Come back, we'll, come back, we'll do the fast break. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. All right, guys, let's get into it. We've been talking through this entire break, more go for football, so we'll probably get back into a little bit more of that later because I think all of us have a lot to say, uh, as, as you <laughs> do as well out there. Uh, but let's uh, let's start the fast break here. It's the MLB offseason as minor trades, designations for assignment, and contract negotiations have all begun. A couple of trades have happened around baseball, none involving the Twins up to this point, but they did add a couple guys to the 40-man roster to protect them from the Rule 5 draft, which is just around the corner as well. They'll probably lose a couple guys, but unless you're really into minor league baseball and prospects, you're not going to care too much about Aaron Sabato ending up on the Oakland Athletics. I'm sorry, Las Vegas Athletics. Um, Yeah. So it's being reported that the Twins are expected to be much bigger of a player in the trade market than the free agent market. You know, surprise, surprise, the payroll is going to go down again per multiple reports. So my question to you is, we traded Luis Arias last season. Fans didn't love it at the time. I think it's being looked back at as, you know what, pretty good. Pablo Lopez, pretty good. Long-term lockup, ace-type pitcher. Uh, you don't hate to see it, especially with the emergence of Edouard Julien at second base, uh, being able to, to hold that down pretty well offensively. But this year's team in trade conversations, who is off limits to you, and who are you really shopping uh, on the free age or in the trade market? Uh, and we'll go to Dave first. Uh, off limits to me immediately is Royce Lewis, number one, and, and with a bullet, and no one's even near him. I, I would not get rid of that kid at any any time. Uh, I, I love the way he plays. I love the way he hits. I love his um, his clutch ability, which he showed multiple times with grand slams, and he was good in the postseason. So uh, if there's a guy that probably draw, would ever draw the most interest, it would be him, but I would, I would not trade him anytime soon. Um, I have been honest about this the entire time, and I, I truly don't think anything's going to come of it. But to me, Byron Buxton is someone I could do without, but you probably will not get a, a trade partner with him at the salary that he's at. Uh, unless someone thinks, you know, there's always someone out there who thinks you could, they can change him, right? Like, I can change him. I love well, him. It's going to work. And you're going to, you gonna know, work. look at the contracts that are going to be given away in free agency this year, and they're right. going to look at that contract and be like, you know, that's not so bad, even if he's injured, with how much uh, some of these guys are going to be making this offseason. Look, if you can find a trade partner for Byron Buxton, I, I'm on, I'm on the bandwagon to say we've, we've tried everything, tried to get what you can get out of him, but if you can get something back for him, it's time, it's time to go. Uh, and I think. Maybe he does better to the change of scenery. I don't know. But if there's one guy immediately that I could say that we could do without uh, next year, it'd be him. I totally agree. I think I think that is the name. And I know that for a long time now, everybody's been in love with him. They see the talent. They see everything he's got. But what they kind of gloss past sometimes is, well, this has happened every single year, right? There's there's always something that, that's holding him back. And it's maybe it works for somebody else, but it certainly has not worked for the Twins. I think that would be something that could potentially give us uh, – Maybe something we need, whatever that might be. I think that that he is a, a special player, but you got to have guys on the field, guys that can can play those games, that can play a hundred some odd games, you know, in an out in a, in a season. 
We just haven't had that. He's a great talent, but it's just not working for the Twins. And when Did, he is pulled, Michael A. Taylor a free agent this yeah, year? Yeah, we we're going to need a center fielder uh, for sure. See, I would bring him back. I don't know what to, I like. I thought he played great last year. Yeah, I've seen the name Kevin Kiermaier that's been floated quite a bit. He's also a great center fielder. So there, there's options out there in the free agent market. But if if Buxton is traded and and he pulls an Ortiz, are you two going to whine and moan about how the Twins front office Never. is you know just the worst? Oh my God, how do you let such a player go? Is that, yes, I mean, that's, this, of course we will. That's why we're here on a Sunday morning from ten to noon. Yeah, I mean, because that's is, our job. That's exactly what happened with Ortiz, right? Is he, yes, he didn't perform here. He didn't Listen, do well. I reserve the right to always second guess both myself and anyone else that I talk about. All right, fair. I like that trade though. I still liked it, even though he had a great, great run and almost was you know the four hundred batter and everything else. But I liked that trade because we needed somebody like Pablo. So. I understand he can, it's okay when those guys do well and the other, you know, you could both do well, right? I mean, I think there's a lot of things about it. It was a win-win, truly was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that was a win-win. Ortiz, on the other hand, was just released. That was not a win-win. You know, but again, he didn't perform here. People seem to forget that fact consistently, that he was not good here. Uh, Let's move on here back to you, Pete. We've already talked about the Gophers. We've been talking about the Gophers nonstop, both in the breaks and on air tier. Uh, We talked about the disappointment, that lack of game plan, just the embarrassing effort. But, you know, what kind of producer would I be if I didn't ask you to stir the pot just a a little (laughs) bit more? Just a little Uh bit more, Pete. Pete, give me two names that you would not be upset seeing as the head football coach for the Golden Gophers. I'm not saying we're calling for PJ's head. Oh, wow. We're not. Good. None of us are. None of us three say he should be fired right now. But, but hey, say Texas A&M comes and says, you know, PJ, here's a bunch of money. Be our next head coach. We don't have any other options. Who looks nice uh, in on the sideline for the Gophers? You know, I know it sounds crazy, and we kind of kicked this around a little bit, but we were talking about the success that Jerry Kill has had. Now, let's remember how that exit happened and why it happened and everything else. Would that be a possibility only if if you decided that you needed to make that kind of a move? Uh, so I think that would be somebody. Outside of that, I, I'll be really honest with you. I am, I am more and more impressed all the time with North Dakota State, what they do, their coaches do, how, how much, what they do from a playing standpoint, but as a team, year in, year out, they're always there in the hunt. And it seems like about every three or four years, they lose a head coach and he goes to the next level, whether it's Wyoming or Kansas, Kansas State, whatever, all these various places, including Northwestern. And by the way, look at how Northwestern is doing right now. Uh, you know, for, for a team that was absolutely decimated in the season coming into this season, rather, uh, they've actually stepped up <laughs> and, and played some pretty good football. So there is something about the coaching tree, I think, up there at North Dakota State in that whole division in the Missouri Valley, actually. I think pretty impressive. So I would go after somebody like that. Yeah, Northwestern going from a one-win season to the debacle that was this offseason to yeah. becoming bowl eligible is one of the most impressive stories in college mm-hmm. football this year. Yeah. That is not being talked about much, as well as, of course, Jerry Kill's New Mexico State team uh, going to the Conference USA Championship. Uh, Dave, you got any names? I have two thoughts. One, I don't ever want to see Jerry Kill here, um, par- partially because, and I know people agree with this, I I don't like the way he left. I think I, I understand why he left. It was a health thing, but, but it really seemed to me at the time that he was done coaching. And then he comes back and, and says, I don't ever want to walk on the field here. I'm not going to shake P.J. Flex's hand, all of these things. 
Um, so so I, I'd prefer not to see him here. Here's the name I'm going to tell you. You're going to take a truck. You're going to fill it up with money, and you're going to and you're going to fill the car up with the truck up with gas, and you're going to drive straight to Boulder, Colorado, and you're going to get <laughs> Coach Prime and bring him back to Dinky Town, we'll baby. Be right Come back on, uh, with this commercial break. <laughs> I got nobody. That's good. All right. That's all, all right, I got. Fine. I like the Oregon State guy for what it's worth. Uh, reportedly, he's already interviewing at Michigan State amongst other schools. Dave, on to the next question. Wolves are off to their best start in decades and appear to have maybe their best team in decades, too. With no team really standing out yet in either conference, they're obviously good teams. you got your Denver's, you got your Boston, but nobody's running away with things like some of those really incredible Golden State teams back in the day. Uh, it seems like there's an opportunity here for some kind of run from this Wolves team. We're still early, but mm-hmm. they're pretty dang good from what we're looking at. Now, the Gobert trade was obviously an all-in trade when it happened, but is it time to continue the the all-in mentality for this Wolves team? Do you continue to push? Is this it? Is this where you continue to send picks if the opportunity arises to help this team specifically make it as far as they can in the playoffs? I do. I, I look, they're one of four teams right now with nine wins to start the season. They're nine and three. They're undefeated at home. They've beat da- they've beat Denver. They've beat Golden State. Uh, they, they are actually doing something now, and we, we'll talk about this in the next hour as well. But they're doing something that we've talked about this entire time that that hasn't happened, which is play well with consistency. And and I know like last night they didn't start great, and I know that uh, the Pelicans didn't have uh, Zion Williamson a- again. Uh, but Cat looks good. Even even if if Anthony Edwards, uh, like he was last night, was in foul trouble, you have other guys who can step up. They have Cat. They have Rudy Gobert. They have Anthony Edwards. Uh, they they've got any number of guys behind that who are playing well. Also, push the chips in. I, I, you know, with with other teams looking like they're, and you're right, it's early, but with other teams looking like they're not as in the West, they're not as much of a power right now. When is the, do you know the last time the Timberwolves led the Western Conference? Yeah, it was 2000. After ten, more than ten games into the season, it was 2003. Twenty years ago, 2004. Yeah, <laughs> it was twenty years ago. If there was ever a time to go all in, now is it. Do it. You have a great young core of guys who are playing well. You have arguably one of the best all-around players in the game right now in Anthony Edwards and two phenomenal big men and a bench to go behind him. Push all in. Do what it takes. I think this could be the year that they do something. I don't disagree. As a matter of fact, I think that that trade, uh, as much as we kind of questioned it for a while, I think we finally started to see the fruits of what they were looking for with Rudy. And, and and let's be honest, Mike Conley, he, he's done well. Nas Reed is that quiet guy who's who's unbelievable, I think. He, and, and I think you guys were talking about it a week or two ago. People love the guy. They absolutely yeah. love the way he plays the game. And I think when you look at all of that, what we've got already, if we need something, we should go get it because this is the opportunity. And I think that, you know, can we get past Denver? Well, I don't know that we do it in a series, but we at least can give them a better shot, I think, than even last year. So Okay, well, let me a- ask you. Let yeah. me ask you this, Pete, because I agree with you. But the one guy, if you're another roster and you want somebody, it's Nas Reed. Do you right. pull the trigger? Do you? Because he, he's he's behind Rudy. You know, he's behind. He can he can fill in there. But you don't need all those big men all the time. And if I'm another team and I see Nas Reed and I go, this guy's a starter for us. Yeah. Would you pull the trigger on that trade? 
only if it was the right player that fits for us. Because I think there is something to be said about how Nas Reed plays basketball and how he's able to be that guy behind the scenes. Obviously, he has to sit right behind Carl Anthony Towns. He has to sit behind Gobert. And he's, he's another big man up front. But I think that's part of the magic with the team. So I'd hate to make that trade. But if that trade was there for somebody whatever we felt like was the biggest need, then absolutely, you got to pull yeah. the trigger. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to put the kibosh on that right now, uh, Dave. You don't give him that contract in the offseason if you have even the slightest notion of trading him uh, during during the season. He just signed a new big, th- was I believe it was a three-year deal um, with, with the Wolves. I, I don't see that happening. My, but my, my thing is they still do have some picks. You can only trade every other year picks. They still have picks available to trade. You know, maybe the next ten years after this isn't great, but if they make the finals, if they do something, if they they really make it, it would be it would be an interesting play. We'll move on to the last question here. I disagree with you, by the way, but go ahead. Okay, we'll move on to the last <laughs> question here, Pete. Okay. Uh, obviously, we know the Vikings are playing tonight, Sunday night football, out in Colorado. The Wild they lost this morning in a big game in Sweden, but the biggest sports game of the day for in the Twin Cities is happening down at Williams Arena, four p.m. Coach Dawn Plitzowitz, go for women's team, welcomes home star Paige Beckers and the UConn Huskies. Dawn's team has looked pretty dominant in the early going. They're 3-0, and again, against mostly bad teams, but they did actually beat North Dakota State pretty well. North Dakota State's not a bad team. Uh, they may not be dominant, but they're not bad. Uh, but UConn, of course, a whole different animal. Gina Oriyama's squad, always incredible year in and year out. Pete, what are your expectations for this game and the rest of the year after seeing a couple games of uh, Coach P's team? What what does it look like for you? I think this team looks pretty incredible. And and I say that, I realize you're playing against inferior competition with some of the different teams, but when you score 100 points in a game, college, men or women, uh, that's that's a statement to me. And I love the fact that they're getting some support. They need to get more support. They need to get more people in the in the stadium. They will today, I think, with UConn. That's going to be great. And Paige Becker's coming back, that whole storyline there. And Gino Ariema was on uh, a competitor station this week, and I was listening to him, and he he is a magical guy to listen to. He's really, he really is. And the way he was just talking more and more about what Paige really brings to the table for that team is absolutely incredible and how she's recovering off that knee. And I think that the Gopher basketball team is, is pretty outstanding. I think these ladies are doing an amazing job. And, you know, I, I think especially Mara Braun, uh, what can you say about this girl right out of Wyzetta? She's putting up some points, and I, I love what we're seeing from the Gopher basketball team and the points they're scoring. That that tells me a lot about how aggressive they want to be this year. I, I think it's the competition was easy. Uh, I also, you know, last year the Gophers also the the women's team also started three and zero, so I, I think that's important to to consider. But with largely a, a, a very similar roster, Plitzowai is doing really great things. I think uh, Paige Beckers could be one of the most special players to come out of that program since Maya Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Gino Oriema, who I've had the pleasure of being able to, to cover uh, at an Olympics and talk to, is one of the smartest uh, and, and basketball minds and one of the best coaches in basketball, any level, any, any men or women. Uh, he is incredible what he does with those rosters. He, he makes great players even better. So uh, this will be an exciting game today. I, I you know, Paige Beckers is, is special. Could, is probably going to take over this game, especially being at home, but it should be a fun one to watch. 
All right, guys, that's all. Let's uh, let's head to break here. All right, we'll take a quick break. Come back, get some of your calls and text on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. Lots of thoughts on whether the Gophers football team should go to a bowl game. Do you want one? We'll take your calls and texts coming up next. Welcome back to the Huddle 1056. Got a few texts to the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. Do you think the Gophers should play in a bowl game? Uh, or just your general thoughts? We've got a lot of them here, Pete, so I'll just run them down and you just pop in whenever, whenever you sure. want to. Sure. Um, too bad Jerry's out of town, beat SEC team on the road, had some bad timing with his bad health here. Uh, why would a coach come here when we don't have money to throw at the kids? And we've talked about it. They don't disagree. Uh, someone says, I live in Florida now. We're so glad you locked PJ in before our FSU could get him. <laughs> Man. Um, I don't know how fair that is, Dave. I, yeah. I, I mean, you know, not that I, and I'm not a, an apology guy. I'm not a guy who's trying to defend PJ too much, but let's be honest about the, the, the dollars that are somewhere in most of the ACC, SEC schools versus Big Ten, where probably half of the teams have huge budgets that they can do and, and, and donors and so forth. And then the other half, probably far less, including Minnesota right now. I would love to see, and I'm, I'm interested, and I've said this all along, what would PJ do at a school where they have bigger boosters, bigger money, bigger following, mm-hmm. like like a USC, which he was almost which he was running a couple years ago? All right, we'll take a quick break. Come back. Hour number two coming up next on The Huddle. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.